everyone welcome to another episode of the musecast podcast let me get that out <laughs> um so this was kind of a last minute uh, oh i'm your host anais lucia sorry it was straw um <laughs> so this is kind of a last minute episode i decided to do because i had read matt bellamy's interview for enemy magazine and i wanted to talk about it um, so that's that's why we're here by myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'd rather do this with other people. But, um, you know, it was kind of last minute. I don't have a lot of time. I have to go to work really early tomorrow. So this is pretty much the only time I could do it. And then I'm not going to be available for, for like another week <laughs> to go live. So that's why I wanted to go live right now. And thank you to everyone who's joining me last minute on this last minute episode. Crystal. I hope to have you back on the next one. It's much better, I think, when you're here. Okay, so let's go into the interview. Oh, hi, Blue Thunder. Hello. Thanks for saying hi. So the article is by Mark Beaumont. The, I guess the name is Muse. There's going to be a big shift. We're dealing with a disruptive transition. All right. So I'm just going to skip to some of the notable parts. Um, this is in order. So first off... Um, and is coming, says Muse's motor mouth of truth, which is Matt <laughs> motor mouth, more philosophical at 43 than the yowling young doom monger of the 2000s. The end of what, though? It's not the end of humans. It's definitely not the end of the world. It's definitely not the end of evolution. In reality, if we're honest about it, it's not even the end of humanity, right? But it's the end of something. It's the end of a certain cycle of civilization. So I thought that was really interesting because I think it's true. Like, I definitely, like, especially during lockdown and everything i was like the world is changing <laughs> you know it's like i felt it was kind of like the universe just being like all right we need to like fix things um so you guys all have to be in lockdown while nature and everything can reset i don't know i just felt like the animals and nature in general just really enjoyed when the humans were inside <laughs> lockdown for a while i was just thinking about the animals i was like I think the animals are really enjoying this. Like, ooh, we can roam around and like there's no humans, at least in the cities, you know, um, when they're where they're used to seeing humans everywhere. Um, so, yeah, you know, so in this part, he's talking about the author, the writer. He's talking about the album. Um, so over my. Oh, no, sorry. He's talking about the interview. Sorry. So over a mind expanding hour, Matt delivers an advanced updated take on the sci fi metapolitics that the Devon foreign band have been making rock-like earthbound meteor meteorites of since 1998. These are the sort of concerns that Matt largely put aside for 2018's 80s-themed Metaverse fantasy album, Simulation Theory, but has returned to with a screeching tech metal passion on forthcoming ninth album, Will of the People, written and part recorded remotely during the pandemic until Matt Drummer, Tom Howard, and bassist Chris Wolstenholme could get together at Abbey Road to finish it, and saturated with its horrors um so that's really cool record abbey road really famous uh because yeah the beatles <laughs> i love the beatles um let me know if you watch the beatles documentary on disney plus i didn't get through it <laughs> not because it was boring it's just like so long i've only gotten through like the second part so i think it's a four-part documentary but i will finish it one day um so then he said thematically this is matt thematically we went into fantasy metaverse fictional world a little bit on the last album matt says later which i like and i think we'll go back there again in the future and go even weirder a weird uh, that's my that's my british uh british accent <laughs> just because a bunch of avatars and down 
just because no just became a bunch of avatars and downloaded ourselves into the metaverse <laughs> Sorry, it's really bad but the idea was the next one let's make it a bit more about what's actually happening in the in the world right now that was the end of 2019 when we made that decision what i didn't know was what was about to happen so i thought that was really interesting that like they you know wanted to focus more on what was happening now and that was before corona so it's like we got a lot more material <laughs> than we intended you know we got blm we got covid we got you know our horrible former president um well i mean he was already there but you know what was going to happen on january 6th the day before my birthday that was wonderful uh so um i guess you know ask and you shall receive you know <laughs> muse was like let's let's write about what's happening now yeah we got a lot more uh, to talk about and let me just read some comments real quick blue thunder the world has definitely changed since lockdown yeah and then we want the cup sounded like just like dom saying with <laughs> cool um i love dom <laughs> right um okay so referring to the storming of washington's capitol building last year he says you have the january 6th situation in the united states and everyone for a minute there was like that could have been it that could have been the trigger civil war and boom we're off yes i definitely agree with uh that kind of that feeling for sure a tipping point then there's a little moment where Biden comes in and everyone goes, ah, okay, let's all pretend it's normal again. But it's not, is it? Then the, some psychopath comes along like Putin and authoritarianism starts to threaten everything that the West has stood for. It's starting to get prodded. The system that we're used to is now getting openly, violently prodded in our face. Yeah, I agree with, um, you know, kind of like, oh my God, sorry, that was an accident. <laughs> I kind of agree with what he was saying about how like, when biden you know came in and people were like oh everything's good now because that's just one thing that annoys me about my country <laughs> is that like i think they don't people don't seem to like people seem to move on really fast from things that i think they shouldn't move on that fast from or like they just don't want to acknowledge like bad stuff <laughs> um things that we need to work on they just think like you know with a new president everything's fixed even though like he hasn't even done anything like just because you have a new president doesn't mean like the problems are solved <laughs> like, so that's one attitude that i don't like so i'm glad that kind of like matt agrees with that um and then yeah so it's just like one thing after another it's like you you know i call him bunker boy trump i don't like to say his name so bunker boy if i say bunker boy i'm talking about trump but you know bunker boy's out then we got Putin. So it's like one thing after another. Like, it's just, yeah. Okay. And then back to the article. So there's a line in the new album's glam metal title track that sums up Matt's mindset. We need a revolution so long as we stay free. In the video, too, a group of mass post-apocalyptic insurrectionists pulled down the statues of the evil old world order played by Muse only to remove their masks and reveal themselves as identical to the regime they've overthrown. Yeah, I thought that was a very interesting part of the music video. And I was wondering, like, what did that mean? Well, Matt says, it's a worrying time because there's a chance here, Matt argues, there's a window for a lovely new kind of political model or economic structure that could be really good. A good change is possible, but the problem is you have these authoritarians that are realizing that they can capitalize on disruption. So, yes, I agree. There, It is, like, 
he's I think Matt is a little bit more hopeful than me because <laughs> I feel like it there is a good opportunity to kind of build something new like a new yeah political model or social economic structure but I mean have you met humans <laughs> have you met humanity <laughs> I don't really have much hope um uh, you know personally just from my experience living and history I have more faith in individual people you know who are awesome and good than I do humanity as a whole like I mean I feel like COVID has really proven my point (laughs) that the majority it's just I mean there are certain countries I feel like I have more faith in but humanity as a whole I don't trust Yes, that's just my opinion. All right. And now back to the article. So I'm going to quote Matt because he uses the name. So he says, Trump represents the worst of the worst. It felt like living in another reality when we saw that stuff play out there. How can one of richest, blatantly greater people somehow convince the poorest of people, sorry, in the country to vote for them? It just doesn't make sense. Um, Yeah. So anyone who... First of all, I never thought Matt was a supporter of Bunker Boy, but some I've seen some people thinking he was. And yeah, so just in case you thought he supported him, he doesn't. So <laughs> there you go. Let's believe what Matt says. Okay, not some conspiracies. Okay, Matt literally said he was the worst of the worst. So let's move on. Okay, next, back to the article. Um, again, I'm kind of skipping a couple lines here and there. I'm reading the majority of it. But um, just so you know, if you want to read the whole thing, I'll put the I put the link in the chat. So and on a bigger level, what he did was destroy the country by creating creating massive division Mm -hmm. by any measure. A great leader is someone who can unify their own people against external threats. And he's done the exact opposite of that. Yes, I agree, Matt. Uh, He made all he made them all turn against each other. And that's what actually caused the whole of the West to become vulnerable enough where Putin can do what he's doing now. It's his complete lack of knowledge about the forces that unify the West, like NATO and liberal democracy, that has caused this chaos. Matt is a smart man. I mean, I already knew that, but this just, you know, reinforces that belief that, yes, that Matt is smart. And that's why I never thought that he would be a supporter (laughs) of Bunker Boy. And I mean, also, if you heard of Dick Down, if you heard that song, that was kind of obvious. (laughs) So... I mean, I felt if he didn't like Bush, George Bush, George W, um, I don't think he would like Bunker Boy. So it's just when I saw people like claiming that, I'm just like, no, I think Matt's a smart dude. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get into the, a political argument. I'm just going by what, what Matt is saying. OK, let's see. I'm going to go to some comments real quick. Blue Thunder, Bowden may not be perfect, but Trump was. Not, OK, you meant Biden. Yeah. But Trump was an utter nutcase. Yeah, for sure. Um, Matt Damon, Le- Legenda Pro Brasil. Oh, legend for Brazil. <laughs> Is that what that means? The Portuguese. Uh, Blue Thunder individuals are better than all humanity. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, Ricky Q, we had no worlds in the world with Trump. Yeah, I don't think that's because of him, though. <laughs> like, he just got lucky. Uh, GJ Mason, we definitely were at the uh, close to to it. So, 
G.J. Mason Lib, I think the video of compliance actually says a lot about Matt's political and social views. Yeah, I mean, he does go into that later in this interview. So we're going to go into that. We're going to see what Matt actually says, because I like to get the information from the source. So we will see what Matt says. Blue Thunder, Matt's lyrics through his song speak volumes. Yes. All right. So back to the interview. Is Bat, is, sorry, Bat. I, com I combined Matt and Bellamy and it's, I said Bat. So that's why. Is Bellamy saying Putin, why am I, can't, I can't talk. Putin was the shadowy puppet master pulling the strings all along. And now Matt says, I'd say it's more of a case of Putin thinking, let's encourage the chaos, the division, he explains. And the more he could create this dismantling of the West, the more likely he was able to get away with what he's been wanting to do for a long time, which is reclaim the old Soviet states. I agree. Matt and I are very similar <laughs> in our views. Um, so follow again, back to the article. Passing National Guard military trucks en route to the birth of his second child, Lavella, and watching Black Lives Matter protests throng the streets of LA from the hospital window, he did wonder, what is this world she's coming into? Yeah, I agree. Um, that's why it's kind of scary to think of having kids when all this is like, ugh, no. Back to the article. But with Muse on a pre-scheduled break for 2020 in the wake of the simulation theory tour, which featured an army of, of sailing cyborg dancers and a giant inflatable alien called Murph and grossed $102 million. Nurturing his new daughter through lockdown helped him come to feel comfortable finally in his adopted home city, even as the wildfires licked at his windows. One of the strange things about living in California, he says of the regular calls he gets from authorities to evacuate his family each summer, is you are on the edge of natural disaster, so you get used to it. Twice we fully believe the house is gone. <laughs> But then come back and discover that only the garden burned down and it just st it stopped just before the house. It's always in the middle of night as well. I remember it going, get out. There's a fire nearby. You must evacuate. It's an automate automated message that just repeats itself. I opened up the window and look out and it's raining ash. I thought it was snowy. Being in a risky place encourages people to take risks. California is full of dreamers and risk takers and entrepreneurial people who are just willing to risk everything for some crazy idea. <laughs> Sorry. Everyone you meet is starting some metaverse avatar company or some crazy energy solution. There's something about that that really suits me. Okay, now I understand why he lives there. Okay, I lived in L.A., it's I'm more of a New York person. I've been to New York a few times. It's just like LA, New York. I feel like you're either one or or um, if you've been or lived in both. Um, and I always wonder, like, why is he like, like, and I love London. London is my favorite city. Um, I know he's not from London, but I think he I think they lived there for a while. Um, I don't know if Chris maybe still lives there, but I'm just like, why did you go from London to LA? <laughs> But now I understand. He said, you know, his the, you know, dream takers and all that stuff. Dream, sorry, risk takers and dreamers and all that stuff. So I do agree that that is like a good, good energy to be around um, because I've lived in places where it's just like people just gave up on their dreams. <laughs> and it's really like when you have your own ambitions and stuff, it's kind of it doesn't help to be around people like that because they're not very encouraging like because they give up on their dreams they want you to give up on your dreams and I'm just like uh yeah no and then when I moved to LA I was like 
cool. You know, I'm meeting a lot of people. Like, we all have dreams. We're all hustling. We're all trying to make it happen. Um, so, you know, if you're a dreamer, it is, I guess, good to be around that kind of energy. Um, let's see, Blue Thunder comment, Bat Melamy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Blue Thunder again. Thanks for all the comments, Blue Thunder. Um, life on Earth is a slow ticking time bomb. Yeah, that's why I'm just like, what's up? I don't know if I want to have kids. <laughs> like, the world's going to end soon, I feel. <laughs> okay, so back to the article. Bellamy certainly isn't taking the collapse of society lying down. He's going out fighting. But Biofield, Blofeld style? Did they mispronounce it? It says Blofeld <laughs> uh, style. I don't know if Blofeld is some the company or something. He's invested in a company planning to use technology under development by MIT scientists to solve the energy crisis, a major muse concern since 2012 album, The Second Law, by um, firing lasers towards the center of the Earth. It vaporizes rock and it can go all the way through, Matt says, explaining the process, essentially shooting microwave millimeter beams 20 kilometers through the Earth's crust, followed by water, to create geothermal energy. Geothermal, geothermal is basically free, non-dangerous energy. It's heat from the Earth's core, burning water into steam and turning turbines. There's no carbon emissions or anything. So I thought that was really awesome. I want to know what company he's invested in because I'll invest in it too. <laughs> I care about the environment. Um, I'm looking into new companies to invest in. So I, I do some investing. So let me know. Is that the name of the company? Blofeld? BL That's what it says in the article. B L. O-F-E-L-D. I need to look it up. If somebody knows a company that he's talking about, let me know because if Matt Bellamy trusts it, I trust it too and I'll invest in it. I'll invest in this company. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, again, that's the other reason I never thought Muse or Matt specifically would be a supporter of Bunker Boy because they actually care about the environment. So, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, they actually believe in climate change. <laughs> You know, anyway, back to the article. When enemy notes that we've seen this movie and the planet blows up, Bellamy laughs. Ha ha, you can essentially move this device and create geothermal energy anywhere you want. An existing coal factory or something, get rid of all the coal and just dig a hole directly down. Dig down. <laughs> They've already got the infrastructure in place to create the energy just from a different source. It would literally solve the world's energy problem. So I applaud Matt for not just singing about like the environment, but actually trying to, you know, he's putting his money where his mouth is. You know, he's like, he found a company that he believes in that he feels would be good for the environment and he's investing. Another reason I love Muse, like they care about the world, they care about the environment and they're not just all talk. Okay. So I got to applaud them for that. I wish I had like a applause sound effect, <laughs> but because I would turn it on right now. All right, back to the article. There now follows a party political broadcast by the Sidonian Metacentrist Uprising Party. We want a new type of revolution, Matt argues, lacking only electorate to thump. I think everyone knows we want a revolution, but we definitely don't want a bunch of authoritarian lunatics from the right. That's the last thing we want. All right. I agree, Matt. <laughs> and then he says, and we also, and also we don't want a total communist situation on the hard left either. I think what we want is something completely new. I don't think it exists out there at the moment, but I think there's a new type of politics that could emerge. I would call it metacentrism. It's an oscillation between liberal, libertarian values for individuals, your social life, the ability to be whatever gender you are, all that kind of stuff. 
but then more socialist on things like land ownership, nature, and energy distribution. It's oscillation between the two poles. And actually, I love this. Like, to me, that sounds amazing. I would love that, you know? Because I do, I'm kind of in, like, it, I kind of like agree with him. Like, I'm, oh, I just hit the microphone. But yeah, you know, in terms of like your life, yeah, do whatever the heck you want. That's kind of my philosophy is just like, do whatever you want with your life as long as you don't hurt people. That's it. Um, but, you know, when you're hurting other people, when it's a matter of like, uh, you know, public health, then we, you know, you can't be going around hurting other people or spreading diseases. Okay. <laughs> just hurt yourself. <laughs> um, but I do, um, you know, agree in like, kind of be like more socialist in terms of like land ownership nature and energy distribution so like that sounds great but again matt like you're more hopeful than me <laughs> because i don't think that will ever happen with the humanity the people that we have now no offense just like i said i believe in individual people more than society as a whole like humanity as a whole um and then go back to the article uh, Matt says, I think there's a way of doing that, but there's no language that enables people to think that way. You're either hard left or you're hard right. I'm not with any of these. I feel like there's a third way. There's no existing side that describes what I'm looking for yet. I'm fundamentally anti-authoritarian. That's just my nature. I was born that way. So if I see certain things on either side that make you think, don't start telling me what to do or live like that, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. I will probably resist it. The resistance. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a topic tackled on new futuristic synth pop track, Compliance, which confronts the modern with us or against us thought police mentality of any group that has built itself around a set of weird, irrational beliefs. He cites gang culture, the real, the real authoritarianism of the U.S. Republican Party, and the hard left as examples. And Matt says, both sides have gone so far away from each other now that they're both coming up with their own weird weird i like saying weird like that you can't think this you can't say this you can't do that and after a while that becomes exhausting for people for people so yes um i agree with that back to the article compliance is a sort of future pop freedom fighting that muse have been doing for decades but by featuring lines like fall into line you will do as you're told no more defines just give us your compliance and fear is controlling you it sometimes sounds alarmingly like something ian brown or one of his fellow anti-vax disinformation rockers might come up with today featuring lawrence fox toby young and pierce corbin as a far in your trousers choir and matt says it's an unfortunate coincidence again unfortunate okay says a fully vaxxed mask friendly bellamy i could have written that song in 2018 2008 or 2005 so let's stop okay everyone who is saying i saw some people saying that won't stand down was about like being anti-vex <laughs> anti-mass and compliance was again about the same thing too well matt just first of all he's fully vaxxed and not and he's mass friendly so he's not anti-vax he's not anti-mask uh, so let's just go by what the actual person is saying, not just what people are making up, okay? And I actually said this 
earlier in episode 208 of Musecast when I was going through comments on compliance. So I'm just going to show that clip. I'm somehow worried they lost it and went anti-vax, anti-corona, or at least the song will be misused by such educated people. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I don't, um, I already see people kind of using it for that reason. And it's kind of annoying because, like, that's not what Matt said. Like, did you see in their posts that they were like, yeah, this is, uh, we're anti-masks. <laughs> like, they never said that. So it's kind of annoying that people are like, they're using it to fit their narrative. Um, I know Muse is rather scientifically minded, so the wording is worrying me. But apart from the topic, Corona, it's a fantastic song. Plus, like, Muse, in their freaking announcement of it, like, in the email, they said it's about all types of different, like, kind of groups trying to like get you to comply and like follow what they want like religion gangs government so it's not just like corona so <laughs> go by that go by what muse actually said don't go by like what some fan is saying that doesn't even know all right thank you thank you i'm glad uh we can clear that up all right moving on Back to the article. In fact, as a figure who famously went down many a conspiracist rabbit hole in the early days of the internet, the first wave of online truthers, as he puts it, but emerged 10 years later with a far more balanced view of the world and its media, Matt has found it unsettling watching conspiracist ideas become so widespread during the pandemic. People, uh, this is Matt, people in the 80s and 90s felt like felt like the mainstream media was just a big business that was in cahoots with the establishment, he recalls. So when the internet started to emerge, the thirst for people saying what may be the truth, it, it, what maybe the truth is, was really strong. But by the time we got to the early 2010s, I came full circle. The lack of accountability online became obvious to me. It made me realize, okay, this is just some people who can say whatever the F they want. This is BS. He said the F word and BS, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't really say those words. Sorry. Um, it's not freedom of speech. It's freedom to manipulate. It's freedom to lie anonymously. The ridiculous irony is all these people think they're so anti this, anti that, but all you're doing is making Mark Zuckerberg rich. I thought that was a great quote. Very, very true. Let me just take a little break to look at some comments real quick. G.J. Mason Lib. Matt really sounds red-pilled in this interview and compliance video just as a reference as compliance of characters to okay i'm going by what matt says about what the, his song is about so gj mason applause sound effect for every word he says yes <laughs> blue thunder we will not comply with those authority people all over the world hence compliance mm -hmm. we want the cup righties have historically tried to hijack music song as they're on their side yeah we want the cub nothing new see glenn beck yeah i will say uh back in 2016 during the a presidential campaign um i used to volunteer for bernie sanders a lot and in a lot of his rallies they would play uprising and i thought that was so cool because obviously i love muse and seeing like bernie play that like in the beginning of his rallies was freaking awesome and muse never complained usually when a band when a when a presidential candidate plays a song from an artist and the artist does not like them they'll be like hey stop playing my song and i've seen that done with a lot of right wing <laughs> politicians um and muse never told bernie like hey stop using uprising they're pr they're probably okay with it so i think that says something all right back to the article as a band built on rousing revolutionary rhetoric and the pulling back of dark political curtains muse find themselves in a minefield of their own making in 2022 
Compliance isn't the only song on Will of the People with the potential to be misread in the current climate. True, the title track is clear enough. It's rallying talk of jailing judges, smashing institutions, and throwing the Democratic baby out with the Senate bathwater, obviously mocking the intentions and consequences of the Capitol rioters. Or as Matt sneers, quote, with every second our anger increases, we're going to smash a nation to pieces. And then this is Matt. It's like a populist parody, almost the antithesis to uprising whereas uprising was almost populist but taking it seriously will of the people is almost do we know that we're stupid now (laughs) do we know how silly this sounds and looks inside of me there's always been this little bit of conflict between the desire (laughs) desire for direct democracy and a bit more actual power to the people but then at the same time realizing that sometimes the people can be mad because they've had no voice for so long populism ends up becoming distorted and strained and spiting everything people end up spiting things just because they don't have any effing say true now this is exciting because i love the piano and this more into going into the tracks on the album so hold on tight all right (laughs) back to the article so piano ballad turn queen rocker liberation though is rather thornier language such as quote you make us feel silenced you stole the airwaves but the air belongs to us and violence you'll make us turn to violence we have plans to take you down we intend to erase your place in history end quote could easily fit into a song called stop the steal catering to disgruntled trump supporters matt's a little horrified at the suggestion so horrified (laughs) he does not want this to be used as an anthem (laughs) by trump supporters and then he says uh, first of all oh my gosh that's description piano ballad turned queen rocker i love queen i love piano okay i'm so excited for liberation can't wait for that song and matt says quote it's the complete opposite of that if anything that was more leaning towards what i felt seeing the black lives matter protests (laughs) okay not stop the steal black lives matter i'm not gonna try to claim to have any understanding of what that culture's been through or anything but quote intend to erase your history your place in history was that feeling of anger that emotion you feel in the moment of revolution where you just want to tear it down and destroy this and even to the extent of changing history itself people pulling statues down and quote you stole the airwaves but the air belongs to us if anything that was a reference to what we were living through waking up to a mental tweet every day that hijack of public discourse by one person. Hmm, I wonder who he's talking about. Who quoted, who tweeted crazy stuff every day to a point where they were taken off. All right. I hope you get from this article, he's not a fan. Let's just clear that. Okay. Clear that up. Now this other, oh my gosh, more piano. I'm so excited. Like, if you love piano like me, get excited, everyone. Back to the article because it says the elegant, I've never heard this word before. Elegiac. (laughs) Elegiac. Piano glower. Ghosts. How can I move on? Another piano song. Empathizing with those who who lost loved ones and the spooktronic you make me feel like it's Halloween with the victims of lockdown domestic violence. Okay, so yeah. So Ghosts. How can I move on is about those who lost loved ones and you make me feel like it's Halloween about victims of domestic violence. Wow. And so I guess the ones I'm going to look forward to are Ghosts and Liberation, because those are the piano ones. (laughs) 
Um, but the record inevitably circles back around to the approaching cataclysm. Uh, quote, we're at death's door, another world war, wildfires and earthquakes I foresaw, a life in crisis, a deadly virus. Tsunamis of hate are going to drown us. Wow. Wow. Look at those lyrics. Matt intones on his latest and most desperate anthem of the apocalypse. We are effing effed. <laughs> the song advises listeners to stockpile. And now we can see the right using that song too. But wow. I'm excited for that one too. I'm just excited for this whole album. Like we've already listened to almost half the album. <laughs> and we got two piano ones at least. Ah, so excited for piano. Eee! And then we are F and F'd. Uh, so excited for that one too. I kind of hope that one was released as a single because I want the I want to hear all the radio DJs <laughs> be like, this is Muse's new single. We are F and F'd. <laughs> and then just bleep in the whole I wonder if they actually if he actually says that in the song. Then they would have to bleep that out in the radio edit. But <laughs> yeah, look at those lyrics. Very, very um relevant for sure. Um now back to the article met uh he says we're living in a time where it's really important to be able to sustain yourself through things like lengthy power cuts cyber attacks food supply crisis energy crisis these things are going to start playing out now but then at the same time we don't want to lose sight of the things that hold us together the social connections that we have all this arguing on twitter about who said what and how they said it i'm certain that 50 years from now people will look back at this point in history and go what the heck were they talking about? How come they couldn't see the bus that was about to hit them? And I totally agree with this point. Like, this is one reason I don't like Twitter. I hate Twitter. I will say I hate Twitter. It's my least favorite social media platform. And that's one reason I don't have Twitter. Like, okay, I have it so I can look at tweets, but I don't interact. I don't do anything on it. Um, and I used to have one for for this podcast, but then I don't really post on it. So just ignore it. But I rarely go on it. The only time is like if I really want to look at a certain tweet. Um, but I just mostly look. But just for spe really specific things, I don't like to spend time on Twitter. I think it's like the most just it's a I'm going to be real honest. I think Twitter is just garbage. <laughs> Like, just the content that's on there, it's just dumpster fire. It's just the worst. Just the most toxic, toxic swamp dump. <laughs> like, just all the worst toxic things you can think of. That's what Twitter is, I think. It's, like, you don't get anything good. Like, I don't go on Twitter and, like, feel better, <laughs> like, after being on Twitter. <laughs> it's like, wow, I feel so inspired. <laughs> it's more just, like, ugh. Ugh, I want to like ugh, it's just ugh. <laughs> that's so how I feel um so I just prefer in like I first of all I prefer to have no social media the only reason I have it is because I do work in the film entertainment industry I I do act I um so yeah I'm an actor in case you didn't know and you know I have my podcast I have a YouTube channel so in order to get that out there you need social media unfortunately but if I worked in a different industry I would not have any social media I, I like my privacy. I like, I don't need to be putting my private stuff out there in the world. So I wouldn't have it if I didn't need it. But yeah, I don't like Twitter. I think it's just, it's just a waste of time. Like, I just want to, like the people that are constantly arguing on Twitter. I'm just going to be like, can you go outside for a bit? And like, just feel the fresh air, touch some grass. Like, <laughs> that will do you a lot. That, that will do you a lot of good instead of spending time on Twitter, like be out in the real world. <laughs> Just, I think it's horrible. So I'm, I'm glad that 
you know, Matt kind of agrees all this arguing on Twitter. Yeah. And then I think Facebook is the second worst. The only reason I have Facebook is just for my family. That's it. <laughs> um, but I wish I could get rid of Facebook. Um, but yeah, so that's that's the article. Those are some like the the notable things, which is most of the article. <laughs> so um, let me just go read some comments and then I'm going to end the interview because I mean the podcast because I do have to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> I have work. Oh, Will. Good morning from the UK. Hello. Hi. Um, I hope you like my horrible accent. <laughs> I tried. I tried to sound like Matt, but no, it didn't work. Um, I said weird, uh, and somebody said I sound like Dom. <laughs> so, uh, Blue Thunder, the orange balloon. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a great moment in London history. I wish I could have been there. <laughs> the balloon. When they, I don't know if anyone remembers the big balloon in uh, in London. Uh, Blue Thunder, privacy is destroyed on social media. Yeah. I mean, also you have some some control, like don't share everything. Some people like just share way too much, but there's also like data mining and stuff like that. So even when you don't think they might be getting stuff from you, they get, they get information. That's why sometimes, you know, you'll be like, I, I was talking about this certain thing with someone and so all of a sudden I'm getting ads. Like if you saw that um, that Netflix documentary, I forgot what the name of it was. Um, but I watched it and I, I recommend everyone watch it. But since, you know, some, you know, companies are still getting some information from us, like whatever you can withhold from sharing, just don't share it. <laughs> you don't need to share everything on social media. And, you know, I think life is better spent actually doing things and living life than arguing on social media. My opinion. All right. Well, I hope we clear that up. Matt is vaxxed, fully vaxxed. <laughs> He's mess friendly and he doesn't like Bunker Boy. And the other reason why I, and you know, I thought he, the, that was his position is because, um, well, first of all, like, like I said, he doesn't, he never liked George Bush. He, uh, you know, they support climate change. I mean, they believe in climate change and they support the environment. So why would they support Trump? You know, and also because if they were anti-masks, I'm pretty sure Muse probably would have been doing shows in 2020. Like, you know, at the end of 2020, a lot of artists were like, screw this. I'm still going to put on shows even before the vaccine. I didn't see uh, Muse doing that. So I think they were doing it for a reason. Like, I'm pretty sure they wanted to perform just like every other music artist wanted to perform. And the ones that were anti-mask were like, screw this, we're going to perform anyway and spread COVID more. But Muse didn't do that. They decided to wait because they actually care and they didn't want to, you know, they obviously COVID is not eradicated, but they wanted to wait, I guess, till it was more uh, safe. And they did that. So that's why I was like, I don't think they're anti-mask or anti-vasks because they probably would have started performing like in 2020 or earlier. They waited so you know i'm just using my brain it's logic you know a little more comment before i go so everyone get in your last comments because i'm going to end the the podcast <laughs> blue thunder i'm new to your brilliant podcast what's your name is i don't know it oh hi blue thunder um i i wrote it on my th um i don't know why it doesn't show up like i'll I th i'll try to put like a banner on it but yeah my name is anais i said it earlier i don't know i mean it's okay if you you know, didn't see it earlier, but you can follow the podcast on Instagram. 
So at Musecast Pod, and we're also on TikTok now. Where it's just me. <laughs> so there we go. That's my first name, and then the podcast. And then you can also follow my uh, main account on Instagram at Girl and Her Sheba Dog because I have a Sheba Inu. So if you want to see him, <laughs> you can uh, follow me on there. But yeah, Musecast Pod is the account for the podcast. Uh, again, we're on TikTok at Musecast. So just Musecast on TikTok. So follow. That's new. Um, just posting random clips and stuff on there. And I, the different platforms, I, I'm on more. Uh, the podcast is on more than I thought. So it, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, and then recently we got Muse, Musecast on Audible and Amazon Podcasts. So yay, Anchor. Um, and then YouTube here if you want to watch the video. I might start adding the video to Spotify because I think that's an option now. I can add video podcast to Spotify in case you want to see it. All right, so that's about it. Blue Thunder, well done tonight. Oh, thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I just had to talk about this article. I was reading about it, and it's it's a while. We we don't haven't gotten that many like news interviews and stuff. So yeah, we want the cup. How many get news gigs have you been to? I've been to nine. Yeah. Let's see if I can remember all of them. All right, in order. So different cities. So let's see. Phoenix was my first one. Then I saw in Tucson. Um, and then I went to San Diego. Saw him in San Diego. Then saw him Coachella. Lollapalooza. So that's five. Um, then L.A. Staples Center. L.A. Mayan Theater. L.A. Um, What's that one in Inglewood? <laughs> I forgot the name of it, but that's where I saw Simulation Theory. So that's eight. I'm missing one. Uh, shoot. Which one? Oh, yeah. I saw, I saw him in Phoenix again um, for Second Law. So I saw him in Phoenix one more time. So, yeah, it's not, that's nine. <laughs> but um, hopefully I'll get to see him 11 times with the, with the Intimate Show Tour. I'm going to try to go to New York and L.A. So we'll see. What about you guys? I mean, get it in real quick before I end the show. <laughs> we want the cup. I saw him in Phoenix, I think, 2013. I was at mine, too. Oh, okay, so we were at the same shows. <laughs> Two of the same shows. Interesting. Hollywood Forum. Yes, the Forum. That's where I saw him. Thank you. I can't believe I remembered all of them. I thought I, like, I couldn't remember them. I can't believe it. Nice. All right. Thank you guys so much. Um, I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks so much for watching the Muse podcast. Um, Musecast. And yeah, follow us on... Uh, follow me <laughs> follow us everyone who is ever on here um blue thunder blue i saw him in scotland where i'm from awesome all right um the next episode i'm thinking i'm gonna try to talk about maybe the new like the festival gigs maybe um and hopefully i'll have crystal on as well because i miss her it's just so much better with someone else you know um i've been to a 46 dang See, that's why I wish I lived in Europe. I could have seen them way more. <laughs> the United States is so big. It's annoying. All right. I really have to go, you guys, because I have to go to sleep. I have to work tomorrow. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys next time. If you're watching um, later, the replay, thanks for watching. I appreciate you, too. And leave a comment. All right. <laughs> talk to you guys later. I'll see you on the next newscast. Bye.